Hey parents, it's Robin McMahon here. Before you dive into this episode, I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to my show, Parenting Our Future. And did you know that you can watch this show as well on YouTube? If you want to watch this episode instead of listening to it, you can head over to my YouTube channel, Parenting for Connection, where you will find all of my podcast episodes as well as a library of my videos that have tips and parenting strategies on how to parent even the most difficult kiddos. You will learn how to get better behavior, better listening, so that you can feel more calm and confident in your parenting no matter what you're facing. So I hope to see you over on YouTube. Now back to the show. I recognize that if you're listening to this episode, you know, look, you might be facing a divorce. You might be in the midst of a divorce and that's no joke. It's really hard. And I want you to know that there are people that can help you through this so that your kids do not emerge from the breakup of your marriage, traumatized, hurt, and with baggage. So I want to introduce you to Janet Price. She's a certified divorce specialist, conscious co-parenting coach, certified co-parenting specialist, and certified life coach who empowers loving parents to rise above the crazy making caused by divorce, learn the tools to navigate co-parenting, and build the skills so that they're able to keep the children out of being in the middle. Simply put, Janet teaches loving parents how to support their children before, during, or after the divorce so that they can have the confidence knowing their children won't be traumatized by the change in the family dynamic. Welcome, Janet. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Robin, for having me. I really enjoy being on on your show. Thank you so much. I think we're going to have a great conversation because, you know, I have worked with many parents who are thinking about divorce, are divorced, um, you know, or even have big changes in their family. Maybe they've connected with a new spouse and they've got a blended family. Um, some people I've worked with have, um, you know, are widowed or, or widower. So, you know, there's lots of different things that can happen to shake up your family dynamic. And, you know, what, what is it that you see that traumatizes kids the most when their parents divorce? So really, if we think about it, I'm sure you work with your clients this way as well. If you think about it, this is another transition. Divorce Mm -hmm. is one. There's lots of transitions that can happen in a child's life and all of our lives, right? And so parents are the first role model for children. And so the most, there's lots of sub things underneath this, but it's how the parents show up through the change helps how the children can move through the change. Mm -hmm. So it's the details of how each parent starts reacting to the change that starts causing the children to be impacted. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you see this all the time. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, like I say this sentence all the time, our kids don't do what we say they do what we do. Right. So if you're going to bad mouth your spouse, if you're going to throw them under the bus, if you're going to all the the stuff that yes, we want to do, but we really shouldn't do. uh, Yeah. It affects our kids. And, and, and tell me about your own experience. You know, this you're here for a reason. I know that most of us who are coaches, uh, there, there is, there's some story behind it that brought us to this work. So what's your experience? Right. So I am a child product of divorce and, uh, my parents were in sixth grade when I divorced and I'm the oldest of two. Um, 
And it's exactly what I just said. Um, my two parents, one of my parents actually didn't effectively navigate the change in a healthy manner. And that parent um, was just continued to be very injured. And that injuredness, even though that parent's the one that chose to end the marriage, that parent was very injured. And that showed up throughout the years um, to the point when I graduated from high school. It was so strong. It was so pulling me in the middle. It made me feel so terrible. It was bad mouthing without realizing bad mouthing. So there's, that's why I say people, you say, oh, don't bad mouth. Okay. Well, in the experience, I think this parent of mine would say they didn't bad mouth. It's just that they weren't in that space to be able to actually be positive or even not even talk about the other parent. Right. But it was the subtle things such as, no, I can't give you a key because then your other parent will have it. They'll come over here and they'll steal things from the house. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fear, right? That's that unhealthiness part. So fast forward, went to college um, and essentially never came back to my hometown. After that, uh, in college, paid for my own college, never came back, ended the relationship with that one parent for many, many, many years. At the same time, I met my first husband in college. And... We are now, we are divorced and we co-parented for many years um, and I'm remarried. What I didn't realize at the time, very unconsciously, is I was so attracted to him because he had the traits of what was going on in my parents and I gravitated to that to heal my childhood wounds. Isn't that crazy how we repeat patterns, even though we definitely don't want to? (laughs) Right. I'm never going to be this person. I'm never going to do this. And somehow I was so conscious that this is not what I was going to do. And, and so when our, you know, my first marriage, the divorce, my children were four and two at the time, two boys. And that was what I had on the pillar. I will not create an experience for my children. Like I felt and try as I might as lovely as I was, that actually was one of the key things. And the next 10 years escalated and escalated and escalated. Child services called on me a total of five times, back in court a total of five times, false allegations like you cannot imagine, the court ordering my children, you know, no contact with me for over four years. And now at 21 and 19, I have a beautiful relationship in spite of all that 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 happened. And it's because I figured out this key. I figured out this generational, like you said, I figured out what happened and then was able to see how to end it. Well, and I think what you're talking about is like, we all have blind spots. We don't recognize what our deal is or necessarily what are what what we're meant to learn through this experience and that's why having coaching having therapy can really help you to see what you can't see yourself right and so I, right. I think it's really powerful and I also 
would argue that let's not wait until we're divorced to learn how to parent and co-parent. I mean, you can be co-parenting with a spouse that you're still married to, have no plan of divorcing and have a dysfunctional relationship too. So let's not just wait until it breaks down because these are universal truths for every parent, not just for a divorced couple, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, I think that is the shift that when parents start to walk through a divorce, there's a little bit of lens. Uh Uh-oh, now what do I do to help my children because we're divorcing? And they forget maybe some of the basic parenting of how they can help parent their children in their home and parent their children in their home. Yeah, you know, you said something before we... um before we hit record. And and that is that, you know, this is really all about the kids. What you're doing is to save the kids from trauma and therefore save them from having to repeat that pattern themselves, right? Later on. That's right. That's right. You and I will still be around hopefully when, you know, when they need us. But anyway, um, and you say that parents often forget the normal parenting things. And, you know, it's so interesting. The, the, the thought that sort of flashed in my head is when, um, and it's like 17, almost 18, it'll be 18 years now um, when Hurricane Katrina uh, hit. uh, And, and I, and I remember this so well, because uh, my son had just been born. And so I was home with him. And, you know, I wasn't sleeping in the middle of the night. And I literally watched, uh, watched it unfold. And for the people that were in the stadium, or the, I forget what it was called, you know, one of the things that I remember somebody making a comment about is you still need to parent your kids, right? And and literally, it's such a metaphor for what you said. It's like in the storm, in the midst of the storm, you still need to have boundaries. You still need to have good communication, right? You still need to validate feelings and meet needs and all that kind of stuff, right? Even though you might be so emotional, you might be completely shattered and wrecked. You cannot forget your kids are looking to you for guidance, for what to think, what to say, what to believe, right? That's right. And there's two sides of it. Like uh, I have an example of right when I, my marriage was breaking down, there was a week, my, my sons were very young at the time. And there was a week where I just sort of didn't have any energy based on anything to do. And they weren't, you know, they're in preschool. I was a stay at home mom at the time. And you just really didn't have. So I disengaged in the parenting for that week. And I'm going to tell you at the end of that week, I told myself, oh my God, what are these monsters? (laughs) Like it was insane how a shift in one week, it wasn't that I left them. It was that I didn't continue to nurture in one week only, yeah. right? Yeah. Nurture yeah. everything that was going on. And I told myself, no matter what, uh, I will never do that again. So that's the one side of the emotional. The other part, when I say in the divorce space, and this goes to the business partnership that I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit, but in the divorce space, the co-parenting dynamic and communication sometimes makes people feel that they don't have control or decision-making or they're pausing. And that is what I mean. Or, oh no, they can't because blah, blah, blah. Or they forget, you know, because the other person hasn't said yes. Well, that's what I mean by blah, blah, blah. Right. So, or they, um, or they 
stop communicating their own feelings to their children when they're in the children or with them. When there's a, a difference of parenting between the two houses. And so that is something to be reminded. It's okay to talk about your beliefs with your children and parents in your home, your beliefs without contradicting the other co-parent, right? You can do mm -hmm. both. And that's the balance. Delicate, very delicate. delicate. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do if you, okay, I'm going to give you a couple scenarios. What, what do you do and how do you coach parents through if one parent is throwing you under the bus all the time, comparing you or is the Disneyland parent and you're the rules parent? Like, how do you navigate that stuff? Because it would be really easy to throw them under the bus too, right back. It's really hard. And so those are the conversations that you have here with your children in your own household and never on the transition day. <laughs> you let them, because if that starts to happen, usually parents will start to see their kids being kind of a different kid when yeah. they first come back and then having to settle them. Yeah. And, and then that's where the conversation. So you pick your battles, first of all, in what's going on. I mean, I, I use in one of my education programs, I use foods in two households. Let's say that one parent really want, is only eats, uh, only eats organic or mm -hmm. is not meat. And the other parent has a different household. And I see that as a comp, right? The foods yeah. that the children are eating are a huge conflict between the households. Uh -huh. So in that specific example, I'm helping the person, the parent who's really feels that the child should be eating foods that in their mind are healthier. What uh -huh. that's their value system. Then it's starting to help the child learn for their self how that food feels for themselves and how so that's where the parenting is the parent actually doesn't have to say anything about the other household it's starting to help the child really observe and reflect back and say oh you know i'm noticing we've been here for a couple of days and we don't we really haven't had any sugar we've been on a routine and look how focused you are when you sit down to your look how much extra time you have did you to play because you finished your homework so much Look at the grades. You're doing so well. And then back to them. How does that make you feel? And why is this so important? Important because our children are all going to launch. They're all going to fly out of our household. So if we help them find what's best for their body on their own during the time they're with us, they will maintain that. That'll be part of their lifestyle as adults. So if we're taking that same example and we're, we're going to use a different scenario where let's say um, it's my husband and he calls me the B word to my kids. Like she's such a B uh, and we all know what I mean by that. And, uh, and then your kids come home and say, Hey, dad called you this. Uh, I I'm, I'm guessing what you would say is, okay how did that make you feel instead of taking it personally? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How did that make you feel? What did you think about that? Helping them process through that. Right. And if they say it made me feel very terrible, what, what thoughts do you have of what you could say back or what could you do in helping them figure out their boundaries of what makes them feel good and, and, um, 
teaching them or giving them lots of different tools of options for when that happens. I mean, even a little one, you can say, if you don't like that, you can just do this. I don't want to hear things. Mm. I'm here with you, right? It doesn't have to be words. You could just do this. Mm. Um, they're putting your hands over your ears. Oh, sorry. Yes. We're not sorry. If we're not being seen, (laughs) that's all good. It's all good. Yes. So depending on the age, right? There's little things that, and how your children react. If they actually do come home and tell you to that specificity, what's going on, Mm -hmm. um, reassuring them. What do you think? How do you feel? Have you observed those things? What do you think that word means? Have you observed me in that space? Well, then your dad has a right to have whatever opinion he wants, but here's where we are. And how does that make you feel to hear that about me? And look, that's going to, you're going to have to, and and you're going to have to process that on your own too, as the, as, as a, as a, as your own self, right? Like I'm going to go punch a pillow later and I'm going to scream into the pillow and I'm going to call my friend and I'm going to do all the things that make me feel better because that really does tick me off, but I'm going to really try my best to show up as best as I can for my kids because I don't want that to affect them or their view of me. So I'm going to take that not as good or bad, sort of as neutral is what I, you know, kind of what I hear you say, like, let's, huh, let's talk about that. Not, I can't believe you said that. Oh, 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 I'm going to call him right now. And I'm going to read him out like, that doesn't help anybody, right? That doesn't help anybody. So um, you talk about this being like a uh, a business agreement when you're co-parenting with an ex. So what do you mean by that? Well, um, I actually can start it at the time of when you're thinking about your divorce. And so when you're thinking about your divorce to as a parent, there are actually two things going on during that time period. You are negotiating the uncoupling of your marriage contract, the finances, mm-hmm. and you are now renegotiating your business partnership where both of you have 50-50 equity and that partnership is called our children. And in this case, no matter what it ends up being, if it's a silent partnership and you know your roles and you don't talk or anything, neither of you can sell off this business. You can't go give it to somebody else. So I use that framework from the very beginning to because it helps then parents starting to understand um, that now the person that you were once intimate with who is... Now your business partner, it gives distance so that you can step back so that if you receive co-parenting communication and it feels very strong, you can walk through it in the lens of, huh, how would I respond to somebody if this was my work colleague or would I? And it helps frame the, the communication to always be respectful and brief and informative And also, you don't have to share everything. That's a hard thing for parents, I think. We're parents first. Now we're living in two households. So we need to share everything. And that intimate communication, not the the relationship part, but what was built in the dance of while they were together and how they ebbed and flow, if you don't end that, it continues. 
So the problems you had in your marriage with communication will continue in the divorce. Totally. It's only going to amplify it, isn't it? Yes. It's never going to get better. What if you are the spouse that feels a bit powerless where you've got another spouse, maybe that's controlling things, controlling what the school uh, messages are, or um, really, you know, changing schedules on you or, you know, just kind of being a bit petty. How do you navigate that? Because that's affecting your life as well as your kid's life. So what what do you say in those circumstances? It's a, it's, it's the hardest situation. And so for the, I would say to any parent who's within a marriage and is seeing that power dynamic, I would have them really think and learn a lot and work with someone like you or me who understands what it is to do that uncoupling prior to doing it, because the biggest support there is actually the parenting plan because you can write in information that says the timeshare like this and then say things like if when this does if this doesn't occur then the following will happen in other words if we're not delivering on time for a weekend or if we're not doing something over if it doesn't happen within 3 times in a row then that parent who's not following through forfeits their weekend Or if it's not, so you can add that immediately. So you don't have to go ask somebody to, it's already written in. So if you know this and you have to be very thoughtful for your dynamics, it's very, very specific to where your problems are. If you haven't done that, that's okay. Um, Then it's about learning how to craft very specific emails, learning your boundaries, And figuring out how to communicate those boundaries in a manner that is just short and brief. So you start holding and reining them in, um, in what's going on. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Uh, And again, like, it's just, it's a really tough, it's a really tough thing to, to navigate, I'm sure, because you know, I think even in your situation, like, or, or any situation, you know, you start out with the, in this relationship, hopefully with a lot of love and respect for each other. And boy, does that ever get um, twisted, you know, when, when things go sideways. Right. And it, it would be like having to anticipate, you know, how nasty things could get, you know, while you're putting a plan together like that too. Right. Like that would, that would be difficult. And then even when somebody new comes in and another voice in their ear might be influencing them too. Right. Whether a new spouse, a new partner, new, just somebody new, you know? So that's where coming along with someone who's walked, you know, the years before and has all the language and understands and can ask Mm -hmm. you the questions. So the question as a parent, if you're seeing that maybe your marriage might be coming at some point Mm -hmm. to not, and you recognize that there's a unequal power balance for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, it can be any communication that you have and somehow there's not compromise in any way, shape or form. Yeah. (laughs) That is when you would reach out to somebody to talk about and help guide you in. Yeah. You you wouldn't need to know about the co-parenting. Somebody would be asking you, tell me some of these situations that happened while you're during your marriage now, 
in the arguments and they will know how to help you craft the parenting plan per appropriately. So it's but like that's your help. Sherpa, you know? Yeah. Good one. And that's, but that's what you do as well. Yeah. And so, okay. So, you know, you have something really helpful for us uh, in, in the parent toolbox, which is an indicator of unconscious co-parenting. And so you've got a checklist here of some things to watch out for. And um, some of, some of these are, um, you, your, you or your co-parent are nervous, worried, or anxious when your child are at another parent's home, but you preface it by saying there, there wasn't a, a previous reported abuse incident or anything or any issues, it's just feeling really nervous. Right. Um, and, and, and that could be because you're just not sure what's going on or, you know, explain that a little bit if you don't mind. Sure. Um, most of the time, this is going to be because it's already sort of how you are as a person, right? So maybe at, uh, so I'll just use myself to, as an example, sure. so I don't have to do this. I am, I was raised in Northern California, five acres, had lots of animals. Um, so I'm pretty like carefree in the, okay, the kids can play in the dirt. Okay. Right. That's me. Um, my, my first husband was raised in Beverly Hills and, you know, they went out to dinner every night and I had lots of chores, you know, growing up and I fed the animals and I had horses, right? Do you see that? How different that yeah. is? Okay. So in my situation, the, we bought, I bought with my new husband, a five acre ranch and had the boys doing lots of fun things. Yeah. And um, there was a lens of unsafeness always coming in because it was different. Mm. Not that it was unsafe. Right. Okay. And so, so if you look at your dynamics and this could be in your marriage, but this can be in the co-parenting, essentially if when values are very different, right? That's one way where that starts showing up and becoming a problem. Another way is not even within the values, but um, a parent feels anxious, like I described, and because there's too much connection. The child, they feel as though the child is an extension of them. And so when the child is gone, they feel nervous. That's a totally different scenario. And I'm sure you've seen that a lot right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And it's just real anxiety. It's, it's not being able to relax, right. When your kids aren't with you because you aren't in control, maybe. Right. You are projecting who you are based yeah. on your child. Right. And yeah. so that's something because the, that's when our children are their own little people. They were born their little yeah. people. They have their own little feelings and helping them through any life transition so that they can stand tall forever, you know, when they're adults is the best gift that we can provide to them. Yeah. So true. It's so true. And, you know, look, healing ourselves is, is a gift we give ourselves and our kids. Right. And they're really our invitation, you know, to, to, to be better people to, you know, be kinder and more empathetic and to understand ourselves. And we operate from the place we were hurt the most. And so, you know, if, if you are stuck in anger or sadness about your divorce, that's, that's a red flag. If, 
Um, you or your co-parent seem unwilling to bend in the co-parenting relationship. And this is all your words, not mine. I, you know, these, this is your brilliance, um, but that's also a huge red flag. And so you've listed these all out for us. So um, I just encourage you if you're listening um, and this resonates with you, or if this resonates with somebody who, you know, is going through a hard time, please go to the parent toolbox. It's www.parent-toolbox.com. And you can download this guide from Janet. It's really, really good. And she gives you a little, um, you know, just a little background on her own journey. And, uh, and look, if you need some help, I just really want to encourage you to do it. There, there are people that can help guide you through this. And, you know, sometimes people talk about money, uh, you know, look, divorce is expensive and, you know, I think it's worth it to, to invest in whatever you can because family is forever. Family is forever. Even when you're not together right? You are, you are stuck together forever. The family is always the family. It just looks different in how it's organized, but your ex will always be your kid's dad. You will always be their mom, right? That's just the way that's it. That's it. That's the DNA that is there. And they will be both of you and they will take away the gifts from both of you. Um, you know, I wanted to mention something as you were talking because of this is I have a book. It's, it's, relative it's written many years ago but i find it to be the most useful thing i actually got it for myself when i became a new parent Mm. and now in the co-parenting provided in my first you know to almost everybody it's called parenting from the inside out oh yeah we talk about that often yeah right and that is really the basics for healing yourself Exactly. Yeah. And, and I still come back to the fact that we do have blind spots and it is helpful to have a guide, a Sherpa, as you, as you say it, to just guide you through it with love and with non-judgment and, you know, just a lot of empathy, you know, we're, we've all got our stuff and it's really a gift to be able to work that stuff out because it's going to keep showing up for you. And you don't want another relationship to end the way the first one did, you know? So um, thank you for, for saying that. Yeah. Um, Parenting from the inside out is Dr. Dan Siegel. Uh, Great book. One of the books I studied when I was uh, becoming a parent coach myself. Uh, It's, it's a fantastic book. And, uh, and you've got a ton of resources. People can find you at jpcoachingandconsulting.com. You are also on Facebook uh, at co-parenting with a toxic ex. Uh, And I'm sure you have lots of information just in general. You don't have to be divorced to take in your information and your your lessons as well. So uh, where else can people find you and learn about you? Um, Thank you for putting that out there. I, I also have an Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, so I think you pretty much JP, you know, Janet Price, coaching and consulting. Um, okay. And you can find a lot of information on the website for, I, I offer a complimentary strategy section actually, and you can find that right on the top um, and just schedule with me there. Um, and I do one-on-one coaching as well as group coaching. Oh, fantastic. I'll tell you what, no matter what, like this parenting job is hard enough. Yes. Never mind adding in, you know, I say this, I say this all the time too, that never mind adding in a a child with extra needs, a relationship gone sideways, you know, personal trauma, current and past, uh, you know, we need, 
the support, we need the support. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It actually means that you're courageous and you're willing to say, you know what? I got to have somebody have my back. I That's need right. to learn a few things that I don't already know. And that doesn't make me a bad mom or a bad dad. I just need to do this. That's and right. it makes you happier. It makes you yes. happier. Well, it makes the household happier, right? Everybody's just so much happier when you're in sync. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what I say all the time. Like connection is everything and it makes you happy. Like, let's yeah. do that. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah. And Absolutely. imagine what it would look like if we could all have, I guess the buzzword now is conscious uncoupling, right? Where we were choosing to, to, to part ways, but keep a relationship that is healthy. You know, that's, yes. that's no joke. That's, that's not easy to achieve, but people like you are amazing. Thank you, Janet Price for helping us with this. Uh, and I just want to say thank you for the resource and the parent toolbox. And thank you for sharing what you've shared today and reminding us that like, yeah, we still got to parent and not take things personally and just say, okay, well, you know, how does that make you feel? And then go somewhere else and, and, and feel your own feelings afterwards. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Janet. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you for having me, Robin. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you would share it with someone who you think needs to hear this message too. And please don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. And if you like my content and want more, please visit my site, parentingforconnection.com, where you can find out more about my coaching, my courses, and all things parenting. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace, connection, and joy.